Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One, two, three, four. Hello and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna, joined by the director of scouting at 24-7 Sports, Andrew Ivins. And Drew, it's a working title for us right now, but we're going to call it the two-minute drill, even though it's probably going to extend past 25 minutes. But we had a really good show last week on Wednesday. I think this is going to be a really good show. I like the topics. We're a little bit more flexible. We can have a little bit more fun with it. And this one, Drew, I think this is a fun exercise for us with the NFL draft only a couple months away. And the guy that has been Stealing all the headlines in the NFL has been Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, four-year starter at Iowa State, originally from the state of Arizona. And this is a guy we're going to talk about throughout the show. And for us, the exercise is pretty simple. Ranked 144 through 247 or outside of the top 247, we're going to have to each pick a guy that could be the next Brock Purdy. That being said, that's going to be really difficult. Brock Purdy is the exception to the rule. I don't think anybody really expected much of Brock Purdy. He ends up finding the right situation. We talk about fit a lot on this show and why it matters. I think Kyle Shanahan is the most talented offensive-minded coach in the NFL, and that's saying a lot, especially when you got guys like Sean McVay out there. But Drew, this is a guy that you know a lot of people overlooked in the process. We're going to get to a couple quotes. I'm not sure if they're they're real. You know, there's that Nick Saban quote uh, flying out there right now about talking about Brock Purdy on his visit to Alabama, saying he's he's below average in height. Your arm straight its strength is quote unquote whatever. I can't imagine Nick Saban saying that. Your accuracy is average. Supposedly that was said in 2018, but neither here nor there. We're going to get into it. But Drew, good to see you, my man. I hate when I go two minutes into the show, you haven't even got a word in. So good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. You're good. Uh, now, I kind of came up with this topic. Uh, Brock Pur- Purdy, I almost stumbled on his name right there, is has been the, the story of the NFL playoffs. This was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. And now he is two wins away from the Super Bowl. And I actually kind of remember his recruitment a little bit down the stretch. He was a kid from Arizona, took all five of his official visits and didn't decide until late in January, right before February's traditional national signing day. So that was what, five years ago, this was the guy that was still deciding 
obviously the college football landscape has changed a little bit in terms of kind of everyone knows where they're going heading into next week's signing day. But I thought it'd be a fun exercise to try to identify the Brock Purdy of the 2023 recruiting class. Now we're going to tweak this a little bit. I mean, it's it's hard to project a guy that's going to be making a NFL playoff run. Um, but I did think with the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams, all right, that's on the horizon. Why not try to choose a guy, like you said, that is outside of our top 150 or ranked as a three-star prospect? Hey, remember, three stars are, are players too. And try to pick a guy that isn't really known, maybe uh, doesn't have a, a ton of hype around him, and, and, and someone that could ultimately – lead their team to a college football playoff berth here in the coming years. So I, that's the exercise. I, I just wanted to get it all out there so it makes sense. Um, but circling back to those Nick Saban comments, Cooper, you worked at Alabama's recruiting department. I saw that kind of making the rounds. I think I first saw it on the on the 24-7 Sports Instagram about what Nick Saban uh, apparently said about Purdy and I, I've been dying to ask you, like that, that, that can't be him, right? He's not going to go tell some 16, 17, or 18-year-old in his office that the kid has an arm, an average arm. So looking back at, at the recruitment of Brock Purdy, I mean, this is a guy that took official visits to Alabama and Texas A&M in Central Florida at the time when Josh Heupel was the head coach. So he had a, he had a lot of interest really outside of Iowa State. There are a lot of programs – especially blue-collar programs that were doing their homework on Brock Purdy. It, it doesn't make sense to me that you would have a prospect on an official visit so you would burn an OV and then have someone come to campus where they are a legitimate option at that point and then say what supposedly Nick Saban said. It, it, one, one it, it sounds nothing like Nick Saban at all, and two – it wouldn't make a lot of sense for him to say that he's really got nothing to gain there. So maybe something along those lines of somebody at Alabama where that was communicated to Brock Purdy word of mouth, and it just got regurgitated and it maybe got out of hand a little bit. And here we are, you know, social media in 2023, you know, it, it spreads like wildfire, but I it, listen, if I was a betting man, maybe he did say it. I doubt it. Uh, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why he would say. It. But, Drew, I, I kind of want to pull the curtain back a little bit. And, you know, I had PTSD from Quinshawn Junkins th this past cycle, and I'm reading some of the, the scouting reports uh, that our friend Bruce Feldman at The Athletic was able to obtain uh, on Brock Purdy coming out from NFL scouts. And, you know, it's pretty interesting in, in, in looking at Brock Purdy and saying, OK, looking at the resume all the way back to his high school career where he played his ball in the state of Arizona. And then as a four year starter, I mean, you're talking about the most winningest quarterback in Iowa State history. And it was, you know, a guy that it was kind of like a perfect marriage between him and Matt Campbell, a four year starter, a guy that was nails at home. I think he was 16 and one at home at Iowa State. So. You look at the resume a little bit and you're like, OK, there's something there. But here are some of the the, the quotes uh, from Bruce Feldman on, on the knocks of the then 22 year old, quote unquote, sawed off, not a very good athlete, limited arm, both in strength and throw repertoire. Also, you know, you fast forward to the draft, Purdy's biggest strength 
He was very experienced college quarterback, 48 starts at Iowa State, good game manager, made routine, routine plays very consistently, creative as plays extended, and worked through his progressions very well. You read the article a little bit more and more. They said this, the, the aspects of Purdy's game that has really surprised scouts when they look back in retrospect is his mobility and his athleticism and his comfort outside of the pocket. So, you know, the other thing I want to say about this is I, I think back to when the 49ers selected Trey Lance and there was so much buzz before that draft that Kyle Shanahan had zeroed in on Mac Jones from Alabama, who, who ended up going in the first round later to the New England Patriots. But right there at number three in that draft, that's who the 49ers were considered the heavy favorites to take. And they go with the upside play. They take Trey Lance, who only started one year at North Dakota State. And you fast forward, all of a sudden, Mr. Irrelevant, a few years later, is 9-0. and And he's got two playoff wins under his belt. And you said it, he's two games away from playing in the Super Bowl. But the reason I bring that up, play style-wise, I don't think Mac Jones and Brock Purdy are very different. And for a guy like Kyle Shanahan, he knows what he needs to engineer his offense. And when they selected Brock Purdy, they saw enough of him, even at pick number 262, Mr. Relevant, the last pick in the draft, to say, hey, there's something there with this guy. And you look at San Francisco, all the tools that they have, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Trent Williams on the offensive line. I mean, they are put together. That is a very talented roster that they have assembled there in San Francisco and, and Brock Purdy in the middle of it. And you look back, Drew, like his high school career, three-year starter, 64% completion rate over his last two seasons, 99 touchdowns. 20 INTs over 670 passing attempts from his junior to senior year. And the other thing that stands out, over 1,000 yards rushing as a senior and 10 touchdowns. Now, those numbers did not translate on the ground at the next level. But this is a guy that really knows how to play within himself. Iowa State, four-year starter, completion percentage was never below 657 had a really good sophomore year. You can kind of say he plateaued his junior and senior year, never threw more than nine INTs, never rushed for more than 400 yards. And like I said, winning his quarterback in school history, 30 and, uh, 30 and 17, 24 and 11 against the Big 12. You think about that mark for Iowa State, that's pretty darn good. And it's not like this team had a ton of talent, right? Like Matt Campbell did a really good job, but it, it's not like he had elite level talent around him. 16 at one at home started 46 straight games. And then you look at what he's done in San Francisco. 9 and 0, 67%, 13 to 4 touchdown INT. He's only rushed for 22 yards and he's only got one TD on the ground. I mean the the numbers don't blow you away, but he's super efficient. Last thing I'll say Drew cuz I know you love this part. Dad played baseball at Miami. Sister played at Southeastern. Also Gatorade player of the year in the state of Arizona. So that I know that it was long winded, but you start to look at, all right, what are the limitations on a guy like Purdy? 
and what does he do well and why is he having success at such a high level in the NFL? I think he's a case of not overstudying and overanalyzing, but kind of overthinking it. And you mentioned two two things there. Plateaued was one, and, and then the, the average frame. I, I went back and looked. Purdy before his senior season spring at one of the opening regionals, six foot one, 197 pounds. So it wasn't really going to blow you away. Um, didn't test or I couldn't find any testing numbers. And then kind of the, the plateau, I think that that's interesting and notable as well. I remember in 2018 when he burst onto the scene as a freshman, I think he started eight games, went six and one. Um, and then it was kind of just a bunch of the same for the next three years. And Coop, I don't know if you know what like dynasty fantasy football is. I'm not sure if you're, you know what that is, but I can wrap, I can wrap my head around. It. Okay. Well, you I can, can figure you, it out. Yeah. I used to be in a league and you could, you could draft guys that were still in college or high school. And Purdy's a guy that I drafted. I, I think this was in 2020. Um, and then I ended up just releasing him because the, the hype had kind of died down in the stretch and I'm no longer in that league, but uh, Purdy was a name that was so hot early on, and then it, it just kind of, like you said, plateaued, and he rode that into um, the NFL draft, and it, it'll be a fascinating one. It, it'll be fascinating to see just what the 49ers do and what his future holds, but he is certainly, I think, the story of, of the NFL playoffs right now as, as we gear up for uh, another weekend of football. I will say this. I mentioned it earlier. The X-Factor – and Brock Purdy's success, and I am not taking anything away from Brock Purdy. Kyle Shanahan and the elite-level talent around him, that that allows him to go out and execute and play his game. I just think he's a perfect fit in San Francisco. Plays within himself, doesn't turn the ball over, knows exactly what they want to do. They do a lot of pre-snap motion. I think he's perfect for that. All right, so now that we have the rap sheet on Brock Purdy, now the fun part begins. Who is the next Brock Purdy? And I don't think that's really fair to say. So whoever's working at the national desk right now or on the social team and going to put that graphic together, let's not do that, right? <laughs> Who's got the chance to maybe develop into this type of guy at the next level? I know there was a couple of names, Drew, that you and I both considered. We're going to talk about all of them. But I think for the sake of keeping this fun and enjoyable, each of us can only pick one guy. All right, and I'm going to let you go first, and it's a guy out of my region that I'm going to let you have, but that's Brock Glenn out of the Memphis, Tennessee area. He's on his way to play football for Mike Norvell in Tallahassee at Florida State and a guy that a lot of people want it at the end of the process, but why do you think Brock Glenn's got a shot to get in the mix here? Well, I want to clarify again. This is not saying he's leading a team to the Super Bowl or uh... – this is leading a, a college football playoff contender, right? That's what we said. That's that's how we kind of structured it because you keep going back and forth there. And I want to be want to be clear for the graphics. So, guy that we think isn't being hyped up as much in the twenty three cycle that that can lead his team to glory. And I do have Brock Lynn on there, um, kid who was committed to Ohio State, flipped to Mike Nor Norvell in Florida State. I think with Brock Lynn and. And Florida State, I love the fit when he when he made that announced that he was changing his commitment. I, I went and I, I wrote a story about how I think it's the perfect marriage between uh, Brock and 
and Mike Norvell and Alex Atkins. We'll see how, how long Alex Atkins, the offensive coordinator, O-line coach, stays in Tallahassee. But to me, Brock Glenn, really, you wouldn't think he's all that similar to, to Jordan Travis, the, the current quarterback for the Seminoles, who is coming back for another season. And FSU has already launched the Heisman campaign. But I went and, and I, I watched Jordan Tav Travis's senior tape. I watched Brock Glenn's senior tape back-to-back. Dove into the numbers and and from a testing standpoint, like they are identical um, in, in terms of what they they posted coming out. And Brock Glenn, you know, didn't didn't really light up the stat sheet as as a passer there in Memphis. Just fifty eight percent as a senior, fourteen hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns, and just three interceptions. But he also ran for four hundred forty three yards and seven scores as a senior and. From what I've seen at Florida State, they want a guy that I don't want to say game manage, but someone that's not going to make a ton of mistakes. And, and Brock Glenn is careful with the football. He's comfortable running uh, or throwing on the run, excuse me. He can get away with some RPOs. He can impro improvise. He can create. Um, and I think that is is everything Mike Norvell is looking for in a quarterback. And I know this because Norvell on, on signing day called him the quote-unquote total package um other reasons why i picked brock glenn i think fsu's quarterback quarterback outlook i'm stumbling all over my words this morning post jordan travis is is pretty unknown uh they have aj duffy on the roster tate rotemaker who was the number two last season but after that brock glenn's there on the depth chart we know mike norvell has been very active in the transfer portal I could see a situation playing out where they bring in a transfer arm or a a, a bridge type of quarterback um, as they prepare to get AJ Duffy or or, or Brock Glenn Glenn going. So Brock Glenn's my pick because of all those things, right? I think he fits the system. You talked about fit with Brock Purdy uh, at 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 San Francisco. I also think Mike Norvell uh, is going to continue to build out that roster with playmakers there at Florida State. Hakeem Williams, just a big-time receiver they signed. They also signed Lucas Simmons, a, a big-time uh, potential franchise left tackle. You, you you rattled off of those weapons for the 49ers. Well, don't forget Trent Williams is also protecting Purdy's blind side. That's that's pretty nice if, if, if you're a quarterback that's in year one uh, there in the playoffs. So that's that's why I got Brock Lynn. You can you can love it, Cooper, or you can hate it. We're going to take a quick break. Keep it locked to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just so I know, just, just to clarify, we're talking about quarterback, kind of on the, on the bubble. We're not in the top 247. That's on the outside looking in that we believe can lead his program to a potential college football playoff appearance. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Okay, perfect. All right. What I'll say on Brock Glenn, which is pretty interesting, you look at Brock Glenn, a couple of the other quarterbacks that that we'll mention here in a minute, these quarterbacks, Drew, I I don't understand the testing. The testing data for for all these guys seems to be just – Juiced up. (laughs) Above average to good, right? Brock Glenn, who's not known as a runner, 478. 33 and a half inch vertical, 425 shuttle, 10 and a quarter hand. I mean, he's like exactly what you want, you know, and then you see him throw the ball around at the Elite 11. He, just in terms of like, you know, I'm getting into the nitty gritty here, but mechanically really sound. And you kind of watch him and you watch him transfer his weight in his center of gravity. It's like a really beautiful golf swing. He's got a really nice follow through. And, and I agree with you. I think. Him going to a place like Florida State, we've seen the development of Jordan Travis over the last two years and really this year and the job Mike Norvell has done with him. I think that makes a lot of sense for for Brock Glenn and talked about guys like Hakeem Williams, right? Those guys make you look a lot better than than you actually are when you have a guy like Hakeem Williams on the perimeter and, you know, Goldie Lawrence as well, who we really like and Florida State continues to attack the portal. So. Brock Glenn, the pick for Andrew. For me, Andrew, I know you and I really talked about this guy, but the more I I watch this guy, the more I like him. And that's Jackson Smolik from Iowa, signed and enrolled with Penn State. And I know our former producer, producer Jesse, is going to love that. But the number 34 quarterback, according to 24-7 Sports, we have an 87 rating on him, identical to what we had on Brock Purdy. Him and Brock Glenn within five pounds of each other, right? And a handful of other guys, we're going to talk about Sam Levitt here in a little bit. All three of those guys, 6'2", all within five pounds of each other, at 195 to 200 pounds. Pretty interesting when, when, when you look well, at again, those guys. I, I said Purdy, 6'1", 197 coming out. So There you go. And then you look at Smolik, right? 4'7", 35-plus inch vert, 4'3", shuttle, 10-inch hand. So... I mean, he's checking boxes there, but there's not a lot of historical statistical data on Smolik. I don't know if you found that either, Drew. But whatever. No, because he he uh, he missed most of his junior season with a a, a collarbone injury. Correct, but I, I I really couldn't find that much this year, and maybe I didn't do enough dig digging there. Okay, sixty four percent from about nineteen hundred yards, nineteen TDs, four INT. Also ran for 136 and three scores. Can work with that. 
<laughs> so what what I'll say about Smolik is is formally committed to Tulane, who's done a tremendous job, right, in in the early identification. I think we saw that in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas and in the job that Willie Fritz has been able to do. But I mean, this guy just in terms of like, you know, we talk about it all the time. I need to come up for an acronym of this, but he has the physical traits to develop at the next level and potentially get drafted. Like that's not even a question to me. I think he showed that at the elite 11, you turn that on the tape as well. To me, when I was going through this decision-making process, I wanted to see like, or which one of these guys had like a little like spontaneous genius as like Bill Walsh used to call it, right? Who can improvise, who has a little magic in their game. And I really like Jackson Smolik. I like his ability to extend plays in and outside the pocket, his ability to keep his eyes down the field in terms of a physical tool set. He's got a really live arm. He's very sound mechanically. And this is a guy from a timing standpoint and accuracy standpoint, I really like a lot. And you talked about Florida State and the surrounding talent that Brock Glenn would have. I love what <laughs> Penn State has done the last two cycles. have been really good. And they've set that up for Drew Aller. But in turn, they've set that up for whoever's next after Drew Aller as well. Done a really good job on the offensive line. You know, Javen Williams is a guy that we really love. Alex Burkmeyer as well. You know, Carmelo Taylor on the perimeter. They have some speed there. You talk about the two backs. And, and Jackson Smolik not, might not play with a guy like Nicholas Singleton or, or Katron Allen. But I really love what Penn State has done. And to me, Drew, it's kind of funny. You look back at this and Marcus Stokes right now, who is struggling to find a home for a variety of different reasons, was committed to Penn State, flipped to Florida. And in my eyes, I can very comfortably say that Penn State came out on the better end of this. And they did a really good job turning their attention and pivoting to a guy like Jackson Smolik. I love the fit there. And I remember Sean Clifford coming out. I think this guy's got a little bit more than Sean Clifford in terms of physically what's in him. Um, so I, I really like this guy. I think that that would be my pick. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the easiest pick. I kept texting you that that's the one I was going to do, but I could tell that you were going to roll with that. So I had to go in a different direction. I, I think some other things to, to point out with with Jackson. You brought up Drew Aller. If you're Penn State, this is kind of the perfect situation. Um, Aller is expected to get the keys to the offense moving forward, but um, Smolik knew that Aller was going to be there all along uh, in terms of our, our former number one quarterback last year. So if Aller, God forbid, were to go down with an injury, this is the perfect guy to kind of to kind of step in. And, and James Franklin on signing day, he called – Jackson, the steal of the class in terms of the quarterbacks in the class, thought that was kind of interesting. You brought up the Tulane thing. Um, I remember when Jackson landed his Elite 11 invite, I, I hit up my guys I know at Tulane, and they were fired up about him. They said that Jackson came down to a, a camp and threw along, alongside a bunch of other uh, future Power 5 signees, and they thought he was the best of the bunch, and and they were getting a steal. And what does Tulane know? Well, uh, they find they found Michael Pratt, and they just beat USC and um, uh, what was that the Cotton Bowl? So I, I think they know what they're what they're doing. And 
you brought up the weapons. I mean, Nick Singleton, Catron Allen, uh, the tight end they got in the 2023 class, like they are, they are stocked on that side of the ball. And the final thing I'll say with Jackson, Trey Lance, number three pick in, in 2021, Drew Aller, number three overall player for us in, in the 2022 rankings. It's just kind of like a lot of parallels right there. So I think if you're a Penn State fan, you got to be happy that this guy is QB2 for you. And if he needs to get in there as QB1 at some point, we we think he can can win games and get them to a 12-team playoff, I think is what, is what you're saying on, on Jackson. I'm going to put you on the spot our director of scouting right here. Okay, Andrew, I got a quick question for you. Right now we have Jackson Smolik as the number 34 quarterback in the country. We have an 87 rating on him. We got a little bit of wiggle room left before the next signing day. You know, I love this kid. Right now that would be like priority free agent. Good player. Definitely a guy that I'm sure you, me, Gabe Brooks will continue to talk about. And I'm sure, I'm sure we'll, we'll hear from the, from the Penn State faithful. All right, Drew, a couple of the other guys in consideration here. Sam Levitt, I think he was safe to say he was our runner-up for both of us, number 26 quarterback in the country, 89 rating. We we really like this kid, kind of shot up the board late in the process, 6'1", 185 pounds, out of Westland, Oregon, formerly committed to Washington State. He's going to play his ball in East Lansing for Mel Tucker, Three-year starter, Gatorade Player of the Year. We've heard that before. Over 3,000 yards passing, 36 touchdowns as a senior. 69% completion rate. Can get it done on the ground, too. Had over 600 yards rushing. Eight touchdowns. You talk about the it factor a little bit. You turn on this guy's tape. I think he's got a little bit of that. The guy that has kind of come up as the comp has been Bo Nix. And it's kind of fascinating that this guy played his ball in the state of Oregon, I thought that he would have stayed in the Pac-12 footprint, but I really like this get for Michigan State. I think it's it's a steal. Dad played at BYU, brother played at Utah State, and BYU now plays for the Green Bay Packers, so he's got it in the bloodline too. I think he's got probably one of the best spray charts in terms of his different throws for the 2023 class. If you haven't seen it, he has some awesome stuff he did there as a, a senior at West Lynn. Uh, led them to a 12-1 record, 6A state title in Oregon. From a statistical output, this is the closest, I think, to Brock Purdy, uh, his senior season. He threw for just over 3,000 yards, completed 70% of his passes, 36-5 to TD to interception ratio. He also rushed for 720 yards and eight, eight TDs. I remember the first time I put on Sam Levitt and what he was doing as a senior. I said, hey, this I, I don't know the level of competition, but this is by far the best athlete on the field. Uh, and I think that continues to show up. Great find for uh, Michigan State. Sam was committed to, to Washington State, and they, they flipped him late. Mel Tucker said on – it was either a signing day press conference or a few days ago that it's an open quarterback competition there in East Lansing. So – I think he's another guy that we should definitely talk about. And I think one that we've moved up in the rankings and one that'll have a chance to probably out, outplay that final ranking. He's a little bit of a baller, man. I, I, I like him. Love the fit. Michigan State, like I said, for them to go all the way out to the Pacific Northwest, be able to reel a guy like that in. I know it, it kind of heated up for him late in the process, but 
Drew, those are three quality guys, and I, I think you make a really good case with Brock Glenn. I don't think anybody's going to argue with the year that Florida State had with the talent that they got coming in. You talk about Jackson Smolik. We talked about him. He's going to go to a really good situation where he can sit and develop around behind one of the best talents in the country and a guy like Drew Aller. And you never know how it's going to work out. You know, like I just think about Penn State going back to Smolik real quick, and I think about guys like Sean Clifford. I think about guys like Trace McSorley, right? So guys like that who have had success in the past, maybe Smolik kind of fits that mold a little bit. Is there another guy or two, Andrew, that maybe jumps on your radar as we were discussing this? I know there was one down in Mississippi that you really liked. Yeah, Mac Howard, who is is headed to to Utah. I think I've said it on this podcast before or somewhere else, but a school that didn't even get Mac Howard and and got him on campus, they they kind of felt like he had it between the ears. And um, if you're noticing a theme here, I kind of listened to the signing day press conferences for all these different quarterbacks and Kyle Whittingham. I think he was in the middle of like a Rose Bowl practice. He's all sweaty, but you got some local reporters asking him about Mac Howard and how they went and found this kid in Mississippi. And I, there's some tie the staff has to that that state. And that's why they were involved there. But they felt like Mac Howard um, has everything that they're kind of looking for in a quarterback when it some, comes to both on and off the field. They think he's got some developmental upside. Um, and I think Mac Howard just deserves recognition because we keep talking about it in this space. Like Utah just signed its best recruiting class ever or, or is putting the finest final touches on that. And they got some some big boys up front, Spencer Fano, um, different offensive linemen. They got some perimeter talent out there. So Mac Howard, I, I think he could definitely be a guy where you look up in two, three, four years and you're like, wait, you know, who's this guy? How is this guy from Mississippi starting for Utah? Uh, things got to definitely come together, but I think he could be a game manager for the Utes. Kenny Minchie, another guy that comes to mind out of the state of Tennessee, flipped from Pittsburgh late in the process to Notre Dame. I I like that kid, man. I, I think he's got a physical he's a runner. set. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, he moves well in the pocket, super savvy, and I think that's part of it, just like the subjective part of the evaluation. We always talk about that. It's really kind of hard to quantify, and at the quarterback position, I would say that pocket presence, it's so important, especially when you're evaluating – these quarterbacks. All right, Drew, we keep talking about it, but we have our 2023 top 247, our last release and our last update coming out tomorrow. So with that being said, that will come out in the evening, I believe 5 p.m. Eastern time, which means that our episode will also come out tomorrow evening as well. So if you're a listener to the show and you are patiently awaiting tomorrow's episode in the morning, just know little PSA, that that will be out tomorrow afternoon after our rankings release drops. Drew and I, a lot to talk about. I don't even know what the rundown looks like. I think we talked about it a little bit, <laughs> but it should be a good show tomorrow. Drew, any final thoughts before we uh, – 24 hours out here from the top 247. Got to be a little bit of a sigh of relief for you. Yeah, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm, re I'm ready to get it over, get it over with and – and get through signing day. I, I just looked. It's going to be snowing in Nashville next week. So, producer Lance, if you didn't know that, but you're from, he's from up, he's from up there. So, he'll be all, all set for that. 
Uh, final thing for me, how about Duke taking this 2024 quarterback I liked on uh, late Tuesday night? Steve Wiltfong had this story. Uh, I'm going to butcher this kid's name. I think it's Haas Haney out of Texas, won a 6A state title. Um, pop on the tape of this guy. We talked about Rucker, showed them some love last week, giving, giving Duke a little love here. Uh, Riley Leonard and, and their offense was fun to watch last season. Well, well Haas. Uh, he's a 10-6-8 kid in the 100-meter dash, and he can make some make some plays. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my final thought there, completely from left field. It's not that. I mean, you have a strange tendency. I mean, you, you talk about Duke a lot. You like he's, Duke, he, you know? He's he's on the Freaks 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 watch list with that. Freaks with that, watch list. With that I love time. it. I love it. All right, guys, we appreciate you listening as always. And do us a favor, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and any other podcast platform. Make sure you also leave a comment as well and give us a rating on there. Guys, we appreciate you listening as always. And for producer Lance Glenn, director of scouting Andrew Ivins, I'm Cooper Patagon. See you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.